from KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. It's a full house today. We've totally. got, uh, got me and you, as usual. And we're, we're a full house just as it is. So now yeah. this is like a bursting house. You and I could fill any venue. This is true. That's for sure. Um, we've got Molly. Oh, hi. Hi, Molly. Hi. I would like to um, just start off the program, by the way, um, with a special special thanks segment. Do you, um, want, do you want to say who else is here before no, we move on? I would just <laughs> like to provide special thanks to Molly. Oh. Um, I'm not sure why, but she seems to be receiving special thanks all over the place. Oh, yeah, that's true. I am. And uh, Colin's here. Hi. As well. Hi, Colin. Hi, Colin. Let's come in. Um, talk about at least one thing today. That's, yeah, he's I, been flipping through I can hear the rustling this. papers. <laughs> all right. Um, this weekend, I went to a, uh, a bachelor party. This weekend, I went to a completely different kind of party. I, but tell me about your bachelor party. I, you know, I rode uh, those little little cars around a track. What are they? The go-karts? Yeah. That was fun. Not a video game. A lot more fun than Mario Kart, though, aside from the whole rib injury thing. Other than that, totally fun. Are you ever going to be in a bachelor party that involves boobs? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. If I did, I wouldn't say so on the radio. That's Because you're married now. I don't recall. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I did the the racing, the go kart racing, and um, what else did we do? We also we went to this place called Medieval Times. Are we all aware? Oh of Oh my medieval god, Times I have is? always wanted to go there. In fact, I've been uh, since Cable Guy. Yeah, it's yeah. um, you're gonna be disappointed. Oh, it's not it's not bad, but it's, where's the silverware? I, I heard there was no silverware yeah. at Medieval Times, <laughs> so there is no silverware the, at Medieval Times. The time. most authentic part of Medieval Times is the part where they serve you dinner, because. As they're serving it to you and as you're eating it, you could swear that, that is, this is indeed medieval quality food. Yeah. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. Um, but, like, you you all are, are relegated to a specific area, and your area roots for a specific knight, and there are six knights battling in this fiction yeah. <laughs> of, of battle between, like, the bad knight and the good knights, and sometimes the bad knight wins, but usually not, and... So you're all like, yay, black and white night, yay, yellow night. I've never been there, but my friend's a big fan, and, and it was his party. So uh, it was funny, though, because they take out a portion of time when, you know, the announcer guy, who's also in, in nightly garb, um, you know, announces all the birthdays and divorce celebrations and whatever. <laughs> there was one person celebrating her divorce. Um, and then they get to my buddy, and like, and, uh, and Dave celebrating his, he's here for his bachelor party. Really? You came, you came to watch a bunch of sweaty men fighting for your, for your bachelor party. So that was kind of funny. Um, anyway, that's what I did this weekend. Didn't really play. I played a lot of Street Fighter. But uh, other than that, so you were you were in L.A. Yes, yeah. I was. I went down to L.A. In fact, I get to go again this weekend for the actual wedding, which will be that's far cool. less interesting, I think, than the bachelor party. I also went on a very long trip this weekend. You did. Uh, you went racing as well. It's, right? Well, in a manner of speaking, it was it was somewhat of an adventure. Mm-hmm. There's this there's a famous famous road that used to be Route 666, but they don't call it that anymore. Well, it's affectionately known as the Devil's Highway, and they found out that when you name a highway Route 666, lots of people really love stealing all the signs. 
Couldn't they just sell those at a gift shop so, nearby and then they wouldn't have to steal well, them? Well, presumably the they, they've all been stolen already. And Does that other, have the bullet holes? <laughs> you, might, you might find it at a gift shop somewhere. Okay. But they renamed it to Route 191, which is a lot less uh, exciting. Um, but it was um, really crazy and really cool. So, uh, Molly, how about your weekend? Oh, God. I, I don't want to talk about this weekend. Colin knows more about my weekend than I, than I do. Interesting. Yeah. Colin, how was Molly's weekend? Amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> she tore it up. I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> so let's talk video games. That's what we do here on the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. That's with Alon right. With Alon and Ara and Molly and sometimes Colin. That's very professional of you, Alon. Oh, you're, you. you're very welcome. Um, like I said, I, I wasn't playing video games this weekend, so I don't have that much. We've got, okay, we've okay. got letters so, so to talk I'll, about, but yes. I'm holding off. I'll give you a choice. Do you want something heavy or do you want something light? Let's start, start off heavy. Start off heavy, all right. The lead-in, we'll go to said. break. and then, Yes, thank you. <laughs> all right, here's... Wow. Okay, so you guys... Have you guys heard about a game called Enslaved? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I even got to watch Rich play it. Yeah. Have Which you, is always exciting. Have you heard about a site called uh, thegrio.com? No. Okay. Well, apparently thegrio.com is kind of like the uh, web blog equivalent of BET. Okay. <laughs> Not exactly, but... Okay, there's a lot of African-American content on there. Anyway, so there's this there's this editorial on there, right? And, and the title is, is Enslaved Video Game Racially Insensitive. And this guy goes on explaining about this game Enslaved, and he's like, man, there's this... The main character, his name is Monkey, and that's true. He's a slave. He's enslaved. And you know, <laughs> his skin color isn't exactly black, but it's kind of tan. And this is really culturally insensitive. And they I'm, made a black character look white. What's I'm it? offended. No, 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 no. Okay, look, I'll I'll read you a quote, and then I'll break it down, and then all hell will break loose. So he describes to you. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Um, this this good paragraph in my uh, this is this is this is high radio right here guys. <laughs> so okay okay so he goes the protagonist is not decisively black monkey is more of a tan complexion but does it matter? The premise alone right that that you're a character named monkey and that you're a slave and you're enslaved <laughs> raises enough eyebrows to warrant a serious debate. I went on a few video game message boards to see if I was alone in my discomfort. Unsurprisingly, I was not. Walking in the shoes of the oppressed has been done before, but not quite like this. The video game fan in me may choose to play enslaved, but the black man that I am can't overlook the thinly veiled racial undertones. Now, if, if Penn is listening, I would really love you to call in and comment about this. Um, but anyway, um, so the thing, the thing that's hilarious about this is um, the whole premise of this story is actually a Chinese story from, like, the 1500s. Before there called, were even black called, people called, during the Ming <laughs> Dynasty. Yeah, called it was called, you know, Journey to the West or, or, or you know, um, something like that, right? And Journey to the West, thank you, Colin. Colin's on top of things. Yes. And it's the, the character, is he's a monkey person. That's just the character. That's the story. This is a story that's thousands of years old. Right, it has or 500, 500 years, years old. old. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, fine. Five hundred. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of years old. Let's not nitpick. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Um, it has absolutely, it, it, it's 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 a literal reimagining of that story. Like the reference to that old story is 
completely like it's not veiled. It's not being. They're not trying to like hide that reference. It's just that it's the story. It's that 500 year old story that has that takes place in China with Chinese characters, and the character is called Monkey, right? And he becomes you know the the Monkey King or the Monkey God or whatever, and. This guy is pissed off. He thinks that it's some kind of like thinly or unthinly or whatever type of veiled racism when it's completely not. Well, I mean, didn't they do that with, uh, isn't the story of Aladdin originally a Chinese story too? But when the Disney movie came out, it's set in the Middle East. And I mean, they do that with, they just change the cultural backgrounds of stuff sometimes and... Right, yeah, but I think what we're saying is they didn't change anything. Right, they, they didn't. Wait, they didn't really change anything. I, I find I find this kind of hilarious myself that people people who there's a certain kind of person who they're so obsessed about being a victim about things or to be cast in a certain light that they find patterns that don't exist. And this is a perfect example of that kind of thing. Ara, by the way, for those who haven't been with us forever, has a real thing for pointing out that people don't have a right to avoid being um insulted right i guess so uh but yeah I, i'm with you like i don't even think this was an attempt to insult anybody right or... like just just because you feel insulted by an idea doesn't mean that that there's well, good reason well, well first of all th- that, that you've done like research about it and you know what you're talking about that's yeah. certainly not the case um yeah that's all i have to say about it okay so so you found this by by way of people complaining about the article, or you just happened upon the article? Oh, by some uh, by some myriad of links. Uh, it's probably off of some blog site that they referenced this. But but some, I, what some, I'm asking is, like, are you alone in discovering that this guy's insane, or is everybody saying? No, that he's no, an idiot? no. Fortunately, I, I was really pleased to read the comments because really, like, the first comment on there was like, you know, you're crazy. Stop thinking that everything is racist. You're being paranoid. And get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I. I'm wondering what would the impact be of someone who actually did make a game that it was especially racist. Like, well, well, see, see, the probably same, first w- wouldn't even make it out. Similar kind of thing happened, right? Remember with Resident Evil Five, like a year oh, ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, it was sort set of. in yeah. Africa, right. and it was a and white guy killing a bunch of black guys, and they had to change that. Yeah, well, their rebuttal well, was to add in some white people that you could also kill too like they just kind of changed the skin variants right yeah i mean i think the main complaint with resident evil was that there was a specific scene where it shows one of the uh they're called magini the zombie guys in the game um dragging away a white blonde woman and um it was white women at yeah it was kind of a a questionable scene and it was a black man Dragging it, uh, dragging the girl away. I'm so thinking of something a little that. bit more direct. So, do you remember the game uh, Bust a Move, which in the U.S. was called Bust a Groove? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever play the Japanese version? Oh yeah. Was it? There's a fat guy. You talking about the fat, fat guy? black dude with big lips? Yeah. And clown makeup only around his lips. Yeah. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. No. And whoa, in the whoa. song, they Watch used it. they <laughs> used the N word, right? And like, I don't even remember all of the references, but it was. It was, like, so clearly... The thing is, it was Japanese people. They don't even know better, right? <laughs> they have no idea about the struggle of black and white and, and all that, that that Americans are familiar with. They just they probably just do what they think is funny. 
and at some point they saw some like caricature. So there's a character reference. in blackface, is what you're saying, it, basically. It, well, it wasn't black. It was a black dude almost in white. Like I gotta pull up a graphic. It's of it. probably more like. Uh, Go do it. I'm looking it up right Colin, now. Colin, look up black dude in Busta Groove. Was it, I'm was looking it, it up. Was it like, was it like a Sambo character? It's like over exaggeration, I think, of of a character. It's okay. Anyway, anyway, but that right. changed the thing when they when they switched it to American audience. It right. changed. Right. They actually changed a few things in that game. The guy instead of like drinking out of a flask, he drinks Pepsi. And um, right. when he came to America, they they changed the graphics on that guy. I don't even remember how, um, but they changed some of the things he did. And it, also, of course, his. His song, because each character has a song, was yeah. like you know the urban rapish song. Right. Uh, anyway, I just I'm that, trying to that think probably this, offends someone somewhere. I, I think they were worried it would. Right. And so I'm trying to think of like how many you know, truly racist racist examples do we have in video games right. that existed at any point that that aren't like your little indie game of someone who's just intentionally trying to be racist. Right. Well, uh, there's. I mean, there's something to be said for... This guy always um, seems super racist to me. That's that's from Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, the character from Dragon Ball Z always yeah. seemed really racist so, to me. So, yeah, so the Japanese are a lot uh, more freeform with that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll tell you. They're yeah, willing that's, to make fun of people. That's for sure. But it's, right. not, it's like, come on. It's not that big a deal. You're really. right. Well, really. Well, we, we may talk about uh, Penn's topic later. Make, whether make fun or not of Armenian stereotypes. I don't care. Arizona's News Talk Leader. KFNX, AM 1100. And we're back. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, and people of all races and colors. You know, Chatterbox, video game radio. Let me, let me give out the, let me give out the phone number for anyone who's (laughs) Potentially offended. If you're offended by what I just said, you can call us and confront us. Dude, I am looking at the cover of this Enslaved. 866-536-1100. I'm looking at the cover of Enslaved, and I can't believe how racist this is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you're totally racist. I haven't seen this. I haven't actually seen the cover. It's not. It's it's just silly. I find no value Oh, my God, that's racist. No, it's not at all. The guy looks like he's, if anything, uh, Chinese as a race. So. And a so, monkey. So and a monkey, the yeah. Chinese, monkey You know what? I think the oh, Chinese oh, should no. be offended that somebody made a story in 1500 AD in China about Thousands a Chinese person <laughs> All right, so and, and called them monkey. Let's get to this. this Chinese uh, people aren't monkeys, you know. They're real people. They but, shouldn't be compared to monkeys. Okay, moving they sh- right along. They sh- they shouldn't, their hero should not be a monkey. We got a, a potentially... He doesn't even have a legitimate weapon. He has a freaking pole. What's up with he that? He shoots lasers, though. That pole shoots lasers. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Well, if it shoots lasers. <laughs> um, so Penn sent us a, a question, and, and you got it as well. Yes, I got it. Uh, right. uh, this is a good one. Yeah, and, and we should pose it to these two fellas who we haven't... Should. Oh, I'm a fella? Yeah. And to you. Uh, who haven't? When, when you're here, you're a fella. Yeah. I'm alright with as that. I, I'm a lass when I'm here, so you're <laughs> so, a fella. So these guys... These fools uh, aren't aware of this. He basically, is asking a very simple question, um, which is one that, that I've asked many times before. What it, what it boils down to is, what reasons do you play video games? And, and he poses it like this. Um, oh, boy, it's hard to find. Hard to find. He basically just says, Have you ever played a game that you enjoyed solely for the story, visuals, sound, or some other element, right? rather than as a whole experience? Or rather than for the actual gameplay content. 
Well, I think the gameplay is sort of a, a melange of various things, don't you think? Well, certainly, you the gameplay is inextricably connected to visuals. Can, but there, there's you can still talk about it in separate terms. You know, I was thinking about this. I was I've been playing through Fallout Three because I saw New Vegas, and I already own Fallout Three, and I never beat it. And I wanted to know, are have you played Fallout Three? No, I haven't played Fallout. Have you Have you played any Fallouts or like Fallout Three specifically? You've never played it before. Um, I've watched someone play it for about ten seconds. And did you hate it? No, I don't have an opinion about it because okay. I, I I did. You didn't hate it? Okay. <laughs> we know well, that Rich is a giant fan. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't play it, but I watched someone play through it, and it seemed like the most boring thing in the world. And I I was it I that old play D-bag it. you used to live with? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh. He probably hello to you if you're listening. He probably doesn't know how to play games though. No. Well, um, the reason I bring up Fallout 3 is because that game is janky, and it's just got a lot of problems with it. But the whole janky, it's 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 polished, but it, it's an open, it's a Bethesda game, like yeah. Oblivion. There's gonna be a lot of problems with it, and I like how we just accept that. <laughs> yeah. that well, there's there's well, you kind of have to. There's I mean, just, when the game gets that big, it's like yeah. But Fallout, they intentionally shrunk in order to avoid problems like that. Yeah. It's not nearly as big as Oblivion. Yeah. Well, they, they said it's. You know, it's going to be better. Still happens. But that concept and that world are what really draws me into it. Like, the the shooting aspects of it aren't the greatest, and it does, like, freeze and glitch and freeze up a lot. But I love the idea of that game, and then the amount of work they put into the world and creating it is what draws me into it. And the storyline, too. And the humor and everything about Like, everything but the gameplay is what I like about it. So your answer to this question is no. No, it's yes. I will play games. I, I think you, you don't remember the question. Um, it's. Have you ever played games? Have you ever played a game that you enjoyed solely for a single element? Story, visuals, sound, uh, graphics. But this goes. I think I think Penn was alluding you, more more to the the um, non gameplay aspects of a game. And yeah, it does. I mean, let me let me rephrase then to to take into account that. Have you ever played a game solely for something other than gameplay? Yes, the con- I think the concept of Fallout and just like living in a post-apocalyptic 1950s world is what drew me into it. Just that. This is that basic idea and the story. I guess that would qualify under the story. So gameplay can suck. You still enjoyed the game. If I know the answer for for Molly is yes, because she loves Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain was a very good game. Did you beat it yet? No, I haven't played it. Oh, okay, well, yeah, I played get the demo a long time ago. <laughs> you should play it with the move and let me know how how that works. Because uh, be no different. Uh, I heard it's it's pretty well done with the move and it. You really get into the game more playing it with the move. He's so. going right. to burn about 30 more calories. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will say that the six-axis ax- six six controls were a little bit wonky with them. Um, were you close to saying six asses? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> they were wonky. I think they were janky. They were janky. They were... Okay. Janky's a good it, word. No, you know, it kind of reminds me of Scooby-Doo. I want to say jinkies instead. But, uh... Okay, Sarah. So, so I, I kind of feel like this question was specifically directed at me because I'm I'm always I'm always the consummate um, gameplay freak, as it were, right? But it's interesting that he brings this up, and it's interesting that you brought up Fallout Three and Bethesda, right? Because I I have played games th- that I enjoyed not because of gameplay, um, and by game, let me be a little strict about how I'm defining gameplay, right? The gameplay, by gameplay, I mean, like, not, like, necessarily, like, uh, like, the meta systems of, like, gaining experience and getting stuff, right? But I mean just, like, the sheer just mechanics of how you do things, right? So, like, for example, like, a Morrowind, right? I mean, the mechanical interaction in that game is just crap. There's just no two ways about it, right? So, I loved Morrowind, (laughs) 
right? Really? Yes. Not for the gameplay, but for all of those ancillary aspects. Yeah. Here, here's, here's the interesting thing. Like, I actually, you know, I've other, I played other games like like Myst. I enjoyed several of the Myst games. I enjoyed. I mean, that for for all practical purposes, at least the way I'm defining gameplay, doesn't really have gameplay yeah. in it. Um, the the funny thing is well, that... Well, in that case, you would probably argue that all role-playing games also don't have games. Well, well, right. I mean, at least in terms of how I just defined it for this discussion, yeah. yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is that I had actually a hard time trying to come up with examples. I had to really just sit and try and find these examples in my head of what games that I've liked fall into this category. Oh, yeah, Xenogears is another, is another one. Uh, Chrono Trigger is another really awesome one. Um those games I enjoyed for you know for the way things looked and, and the graphics and the story and all that stuff right uh, primarily. Um, but he, I, I think about the other games that I played in my life where I think all the ancillary aspects are really awesome like visuals and the sound and so on. And a lot of those games that look so beautiful right. It's it's ironic because the gameplay is usually a deal breaker for me. There's usually something about how the gameplay works that pisses me off so much that it just ruins the rest of the experience. And and, and as far as story goes, frankly, if a lot of times I if I want I mean if I want to experience a story, I would rather read a book or see a movie. Yeah. You know, um on that subject, I've kind of been half contemplating starting up another game on Final Fantasy 13, even though the game I thought I got pretty close to the end. I thought it really, really sucked. The only reason I want to play through it again was because it was very pretty, and I kind of just want to get immersed in the whole, uh, you know, the design of the characters because I thought that was really well done. Um, on the PS3, it just it's a gorgeous game. It's really nice to look Wouldn't at. Wouldn't you rather just watch Bat F again? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> How far did you get in Final Fantasy thirteen? Uh did I you got, get out of um I got right to um what was it? The the big open world yeah, area. Yeah. I got right to that portion and uh I was like I I think at that point I kind of became overwhelmed because you're it's so linear up to that point and it's just like, hey, you can do anything you want now. And I was like, oh my god, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to stop playing the game. Yeah, because I was watching a friend actually play that portion of the game and that was really fun, but I heard that the linear part of it was looked t- was terrible. Yeah, pretty much. But again, I, I'd play through it again just because it's really pretty and I kind of want to experience the whole world of Final Fantasy 13 again. That even though sounds it sucks. boring as all hell. It does, but that's how I work. <laughs> Why would you subject yourself to that? I have no interest. Like, I think the answer to the... Perhaps he was aiming at just as me, at me. Like, I really don't play a game without any gameplay. Um, which is weird, because, like, I do want to play Heavy Rain, right? Because maybe, maybe I'll like the story. I guess I, guess I want to say nice I story. never play a game without gameplay. But it's, you know, something that I, I actually enjoy is definitely gameplay. Related. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the irony of all this, and I've mentioned this before, is that there's... um. <sighs> My brain's gone. Someone else say something. Something. Okay, so <laughs> the answer for me is no. That's you... what it comes down to. I enjoy puzzle games a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, games with great graphics, they, they improve it. Like, uh, I'll give you an example of um, Geometry Wars. I actually played that this weekend a little bit as well. Um, Geometry Wars, although it's simple, looks really pretty because of like, the neon lights and whatever. Um, it's very simple, but still... 
looks nice. You can play the old Geometry Wars, and it's more dull graphics, and I don't enjoy it as much uh, because I got to stare at all those graphics the whole time. But uh, without the gameplay being there, I would have no interest in playing it. And like the graphics of Heavy Rain have got to be pretty good to draw me in and make me feel like it's a movie. But um, I don't think that's what really makes me interested in playing. Yeah, the game. rather just watch a movie. Yeah, exactly. Like that, right, Molly? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woo-hoo! All right, we're back. Chatterbox Video Game Radio, sponsored by UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Um, all right, so we've been talking about I I don't even know. Like two segments have gone by. I have no idea if any of the stuff is actually you sh- you useful. Even more confusing than I'm I am. so skeptical. This show has been a blur for Lon, like the weekend was for me. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to turn around now, uh, Colin. Yes. I advise that before you come to the show, you should bring something to discuss. You you seem to be very interested in talking about Minecraft. Yeah. And why it has taken your mind uh, and destroyed it. Well, and crafted it. Just to it's not uh, Minecraft. It's no, Minecraft. it could be mind. Mind, like your no, I know. rocks. I know, but I thought it was clever. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, it's destroyed your mind. Oh, completely. Just to give a, a little premise for Minecraft. So you basically just get spawned on like an island-like territory. It's all randomly generated, and everything in the world is made up of little blocks that you can destroy, and then reform the world in whatever way you want. Three D blocks. They're three D blocks, like yeah. Lego blocks. A lot like Lego blocks. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then there's three different modes. There's like a developer mode where you can kind of just play around and make whatever you want. But not really like Lego blocks. They're, they're just blocks. Like, they don't have the dimples like, on Like them single Lego blocks. Like, right. Like the singles. But yes. they don't like stack together like... They do. They well, do. They, well, they do, but not like Lego blocks. A little bit. In like a Lego different blocks. way. Okay. So you build the world. So you can build the world however you want. But then there's also an, a survival mode where you just get spawned there. And every night these like killer monsters come out and just destroy you. So when I first got the game, I was just like, oh, this seems... Do you have the ability to destroy monsters Yes. Back? You do. But when I first got the game, I just loaded it up, and I was like, oh, this, this looks fun. Like, I'm going to make a little fort and stuff like that. I had no idea what was going on. So I decided to go in, like, a cave and kind of like, oh, like you need to build light to actually see where you're going. So, And I had no idea how to do that because it doesn't give you any instructions. It just kind of throws you in the world and says, here you go. You can walk around. There's pigs everywhere. And during the day, it looks, all, it looks fun. It looks fine. The sun's out. But during the night, zombies come out, and these creatures will explode and just kill you. And they're all 8-bit style, too. They're all like made out of the same blocks that the world's made out of. Does, does it turn night in real time, or yeah. does it turn night just all often? It comes, uh, it's got a cycle, but it's like it's like a GTA world where it like goes on a cycle and time's accelerated. Okay, so if you played for one day straight, you would experience several nights yes. in the game? Yes. Okay. It's like a, it's like five minute, a five-minute day. Okay. Yeah. And so... So by... By yes, it's experienced in real time. You meant no, not at all. <laughs> exactly. All right, just clarifying. Just <laughs> yeah, sure. it's like a five-minute day, so it's like hyper-accelerated time as you're going through it. And um, I'm just walking around. I go in this mine, and I hear the zombie noise coming out. Like, because it's got the th- I was wearing my sweet 3D headset speaker thing, and I just look around, and this zombie just punches me in the face, and I'm done. And then so from there on out, it was just a fight for survival through the night. Because if you don't have a fortress built or anything like that, you just have to run for your life through this world. And as you go, it builds the world for you. So, like, if you run off, if you run past what it's generated, it'll just start making random stuff for you. And the world continually gets bigger. It doesn't ever stop growing. It just takes up more memory on your hard drive. 
Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Until it eventually so, overtakes your computer. But do you have an ability to attack? Yes. Or set a trap or anything for these things? Yeah, the trap... Um, there's a whole system of building traps in there that lets you, like, set little blocks off to kill them, and you can also build weapons in the game, too. And there's a progressively... Like, you build a you can build a wooden sword. All your tools are made out of wood, which you have to build through a crafting system. And then as you gain more resources, you can build them out of, like, diamond and just crazy stuff like that. But the game has got a built-in physics engine, and so there's, like, a real-time water-generating procedure that it goes through. So you, and people have built crazy things using this, like water slides that go up and down, like, the entire world. Um... People have been able to build minecarts that can do like crazy backflips. A guy built a minecart that went uh, in real time around the world, like four or five times. But in the game, he just sped it up, and it was like a whole five-minute video of it, like just randomly generated terrain that this minecart was going through. And people have built like computers in the game because the the system lets you set down triggers that will make you. It just can, you can do anything in the game pretty much that you want to. I heard about someone building a computer very much like uh, the computer system in. Um Little big planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Except so this the is the human like body. A, this is like a Charles Babbage computer, not like yeah, a yeah, Windows yeah. computer. It's a 16-bit AL, ALU. I wrote okay. that down. Okay. But you're you're saying that this is your new obsession. Now, is there any opportunity to play with other players? Yes, or? actually, there's a whole multiplayer. Like you have to host your own server and stuff like that. But there's like you can, depending on how strong your server is, you can hold up to like 32 people or 64. There's a bunch of mods made for the game too now. Like someone built an entire like they rebuilt Bioshock and exported the file that they built. So that people can play around in that world. So one thing that I'm more interested in is um, how this game came to everyone's awareness. Yeah. Because uh, uh, if I understand correctly, no one knew about this game. It was just a game that some dude built in his off time or something like that, and uh, you know wasn't didn't have a publisher or anything. It was just an indie title. And then like Gabe and Tycho found it from Penny Arcade and posted about it, and then nobody could play it because it broke all of his servers? Yeah. Is that right? And then that day that it broke all the servers, he's just like, well, go ahead and download it for free while we get everything back together. And that's how I, that's how I started playing the demo of it, and then I bought it after I played the demo because it was really fun. And that's like, after that, the sales picked up, so it's like 300, who's making $350,000 a day from the <laughs> game after that had happened? Yeah. That's pretty nice. How much does it cost? Like 10 bucks. Actually, it's like, yeah, it's like 10 bucks, and it's in alpha right now, so it's still not completed. And once it reaches like the beta stage, it's going to 20 or something along those lines. Like, like how people are charging for alphas and betas. Now. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's awesome. that's one way to fund development. Yeah, that's a great way to do it if it works. The, does this sort of game interest you at all? See, here's the interesting thing. Um, I mean, I've read a few things about it. Um, this is a question I want to pose to you, Colin. Yeah. Before it, before I do it, this is going to be a statement question. Okay. So, I. Kind of get the idea, but I have, I feel like I, I just have no interest in doing it. Like, I feel like I will engage in a endless process of building stuff to no useful end. And for that reason, I have no interest. I think I have, I have that obsessive quality where I'm like, well, I can build a little fortress and then I can make it bigger. And like, because I started building a little fort in the game, then I started tunneling underneath the fort to build right. like, uh, just like a mine system, so I could start getting more minerals. And then as that expanded, I said, well, I'm going to like run a river through the middle of that. Because right. you can do that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get some lava in and bring it in here and make a lava fountain. Is, is that the appeal of the game? Um, or, or is there some other component? For me right now, that is the appeal of the game. Yeah. But in the future, as patches come out, because he's patching it pretty much every Friday, the right. developer Notch, he says he's going to add more stuff like survival elements. Like you're going to need to eat food and make your own, like eat food and have a sleep cycle and stuff like that to survive. A lot like that game Lost in Blue. Right. On the DS. Right. And so I'm looking forward to those kind of elements, but right now it's more just like, hey, I can make all this cool stuff happen, and there's yeah. a whole like engine behind it that'll let me make these games. Yeah. So, he, so here's the funny thing. You're, you remember how I, I talk about crack 
right? <laughs> and how if you do the crack for a while, you get tired of the crack. Yeah. But it's crack, so it takes a real long time. And a lot of crack. I kind of feel like when I was a kid, right, I was playing, like, the Sim Cities and, like, the yeah. Sim Sim Earth and the Sim whatevers, right? And now they, they may not have as much breadth of exploration as Minecraft does, but it's the same sort of thing, right? I, I feel like I've just gotten tired of all that crack. And if I engage in this kind of crackish behavior now... I, it just reminds me of just being in this loop that I've been in already where there's no end in sight. So what you're saying is you need more black tar heroin. So so <laughs> really it's it's that, right? It's either it's it's somebody needs to find some black tar heroin for me or some some better crack because I've seen this crack already. I'm tired of it. I don't I, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, as I was listening to Colin explain how Minecraft works, I was just thinking, yeah, this is SimCity or this is any other Sim type of building game that I've played before. And while the multiplayer functionalities of it seem like it could make the game really fun and interesting, it's just something that doesn't, it's not very appealing to me. Yeah, but I can totally see. Yeah, how I, tons and tons of people will be into it. No, yeah. Because if it was me, like, holy Christ, a long time ago, okay, I, I would totally be doing yeah. um, making a universe of, of meaninglessness and, <laughs> and, and, and feeling satisfied so from it. I, I think what's important here is to notice that there's a certain group of players, and, and I'm actually curious to know if if this is something that's universal, something that everyone feels, Um you know, because there's there's a certain number of things that pretty much every everyone it's fairly universal uh, enjoys, right? Like pretty much everyone enjoys chocolate. Yeah. And there's some sort of explanation. For that. I think I think it is fairly universal. I think the, that there, there's some the accessibility issues, right? But it's not just creation, right? Because people people aren't like doing this with like 3D Studio Max. They They're are not, though. Well, no, 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 some no, no, people but, are, but it's not as universal, is what I'm saying. Well. That's because that takes a high level of of knowledge. Exactly. Well, it's, so, it's a higher bar. It's less accessible than maybe a product like. Yeah, exactly. That's why yes. not everybody does it, but exactly. the people who do it enjoy it. Yes. So then, then look at all the various games over time that have allowed you to create to to some extent. Like I'm even thinking back to the original Actraiser, which was you know even though everybody created pretty much the same towns because it was rigged up to be essentially the same thing. Right. Right. Um, you still enjoy the process, right. and it feels like you've created this thing. Right. I, I decided City, to put it to, on the left side instead of the right side. Yeah, right. but you know, you're creating a town, you're making people. It's all pretty much the same thing. Um, Sim City, you know, there's a lot more intricacy what you're creating, and what it's done is it it's created a simple interface to fulfill that that need, like it's a need, a desire, uh, a, some sort of wish inside of us to create. And you might say that Sims is the same thing. You're creating a story. You're creating your own house. You're just, you know, dolling it up to make it pretty. Uh, this game quite literally gives you the option to create. You build, like, block by block, whatever you want. Yeah, right? I, I think the appeal of this sort of thing is that you get a lot of, and correct me if I'm mistaken, you get a lot of output for relatively little input. And in general, that's a mark of a good game. Yeah. It's just, it, this, the crafting simple is, the crafting, the crafting system is so simple but there's so much you can do with it. Like, if you think you can do it, you can build it. So I think what we've hit on here is an element that makes a game 
fun for a very, very large group of people, and that is creation. And that's something that, honestly, day to day, when I think about games, I don't think of very much. But lots of output for little input. Okay, I want to talk about it more when we get back. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Now, once in a while, we actually hit on a somewhat intellectual topic, and it took us three segments to do it, but we finally got there. This is the sort of thing that you might do if you were attending the University of Advancing Technology. <laughs> you can learn more about that at uat.edu. Now, what we were just talking about before the break is Minecraft, and, and what I was focusing in on is why this game seems to be so attractive to such a large group of people. What's interesting to me is how it went from no one knowing about it and then, you know, one highly visible group, Penny Arcade, mentioning it, instantly becoming hugely popular. Now, that's that happens to a lot of things. Oprah mentions something about a knife set she enjoys and suddenly but, it's sold out across the world. But you know what? I have a feeling that if, um, if Penny Arcade didn't mention it, that I think that it might have taken longer, but I think it would eventually get to this point. Of being so popular. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it may have. But there there seems to be... My, my point is that there's such a clear um, consensus. Like, anyone who talks about this game says they like it. Like, I haven't... Yeah, like, it, like it's compelling, not because Penny Arcade mentioned it, but because it's intrinsically compelling. Yeah, what That's it did point. was it introduced it to a large sampling of people. And so, you like, a new game comes on the market all the time, and we're like, oh, some people love this game, some people don't like this game. This game is pretty much universally enjoyed by those who, based on the comments I've seen thus far. Yeah. Right. And I could be totally wrong, right? Bigger sample, or I haven't read enough. But what I've seen is it's enjoyed by pretty much everyone. And so what I'm trying to touch on it or figure out is what exactly makes it the the perfect game or so blindly interesting to these people. Um, and there's there's a lot of games that do that, like Tetris. Pretty much everyone seems to enjoy. Um, and, and obviously this game is all about creation. So I look back on these other games, um, The SimCities and... Um, civilization i enjoy i don't i don't know if i want to put that in the same group um but kind of is right um and even role-playing games to some extent like you're building your character yeah but the idea of like building a town or building a space being able to physically actually build something um there's the sims there's second life stuff like that uh people latch onto and love a lot and i'm trying to decide if, if we could whittle this idea down of creation down to like some some basic sci- psychological desire uh, something um, we enjoy. I can say that, like, every once in a while, I'll get into a mood where all I want to do is play The Sims. It's and... not every 28 days, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, it's every few months, I'll just want to sit down and play The Sims. And what it comes down to is that I really don't understand why, but I feel some sort of, like, I don't know, some sort of completion from seeing uh, something grow from start to finish. Like, typically, you start out with, you make your character, whatever, uh, and then you get a job, you progress, you get to the top of the chain. Um, I actually like playing The Sims for uh, getting all of the, like, life achievements that you can get. Like, making your Sim as happy as as they could possibly be. And, uh then they have a family, and their kids grow up, your original Sims die, and then you just I, keep going. I don't know. I, I find com- like some sort of feeling of completion in that. 
Does this relate somehow to the standard grinding that we see I, in I think MMOs so. and stuff? I think yeah. Molly's point about reaching goals and like having like having achievements really touched it really connects with Minecraft for me because I would before I played the game I was on Reddit a lot and I saw videos of people making crazy stuff like the computer we were talking about and everything like that. And just having the possibility to make that game, to make that it within the game, and having these crazy goals that I probably will never do, but I have the option to do them. Yeah, like if you start out thinking, I want to build the Titanic from start to finish in Minecraft, and, you know, it could take a few months, but you'll probably get there because you're well, capable of doing even, that. Even not doing something extremely complicated, but just being able to, like, start have a small goal and then keep moving on from that. Like, you build your small house, and then you can build, like, your whole mine complex underneath that, and then, like, expand your house from there and build a castle, because that's completely possible within the game. I think that having having creation and then being to internalize the goals that you want is really important. Yeah. And, and seeing it in the community, too, also helps. I'll, I'll tell you guys what it is. I, I think what the... Everything that you guys have said is correct, not to argue against it. But I think that I really think that the, the crucial component here is that these these types of activities that you guys engage in, they're really self-improvement in very small atomic ways. I, and, would, I would agree with that. And I think that there's, there's something in just intrinsically motivating and human for somebody to want to engage in that practice. And the thing that prevents a lot of people from engaging in those sort of things is what it, there are various barriers to achieving. Let's just say it's achievement, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about the, 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 the Microsoft achievements. I'm just talking about the concept of just achieving something that you haven't done yet, right? Yeah. This is an innately human thing, right? And the thing that keeps people from doing it is, you know, it's, it's, there's some barriers. There's yeah. accessibility. Time, money, right? all of those things. You know, well, there's there's time. There's money. There's I'm not motivated enough to do it. Right. Yeah. And and you know, psychologists have found right that, you know, a lot of people they'll find small things in their life like planting a garden. Right. It's these little tiny atomic things. Right. That in the grand scheme of grand scheme of things don't mean anything. Right. But what it does is it really like in in a psychological sense. Right. It allows you to lift yourself up from the point that you are at, you know, maybe in an infinitesimal way, but in it's a, it's a baby step, but it's a step nonetheless, yeah. right? I think um, it's also sort of like an issue with control. It's like you can't control every aspect of your own personal life, but you can control what happens in The Sims. You well, can control you know everything. What? That's a really that's a really good idea, because and it's a really good point, because... Um, there's a natural desire for humans to want to control their environment, right? And a lot of times there's a lot of things in your life. There's a lot of S in life out there that's out of your control. And, I mean, I'm pontificating a little bit, right? But a lot of people feel helpless about their situations and lives about a lot of things, right? And not to get too abstract about it, right? But when you're able to engage in an activity where you can't control and there's some goal or some obstacle that you find yourself that you can surmount, right? Uh, if the bar is low enough that even if in your life you feel like you're out of control and your life is, you know, crap or whatever, not saying that any of you guys necessarily feel that, right? But it's it's all, I mean, everything's on a continuum, right? The, these kinds of things, right, they, they make you a little happier. They make you feel a little emboldened to do something next that's, you know, a, a little bigger step than the last one. And these things kind of add up over time. And, and really, I mean, the funny thing is, is that we're, we're talking about this now, but... I really think that this is the absolute greatest potential of video games is to allow the player to experience self-improvement in progressively larger steps so that they can actually 
get to a point where, hey, you know what? You, you know, I was I was doing this in the vi- I know this is a huge leap, but I was doing this in the video game. I made you know whatever the the toilet on the Enterprise in Minecraft or whatever, <laughs> and you know that was an accomplishment that I surmounted. And over time, right, that little step can lead to doing something that's actually much much more meaningful in life. Like I don't know, like inventing a freaking iPod or something like that. Or yeah, right. <laughs> uh, am I too deep for you guys? Tell me. No, I'm with you. Yeah. No, yeah, I I, I think. That pretty much is uh, an accurate summation of everything. It's like someone who builds something in the real world, right? You get a sense of accomplishment by producing it. Right. I'm right. trying to get at what the, the root of that is. Like, what, what is it about that action that brings us joy? I think well, it's, it's self-improvement. That's and, what I think it is in a nutshell. And control, too. Like, having control yeah. of your environment being able to improve it. Like, having knowing that you made that and that that was something that it was your mark on the world and that you established it there. Okay. So would you rather build a toilet in real life or in the fake enterprise? I don't know. Well, fake, I'm not really good at making toilets. The fake one's yeah. easier to make, right? Yeah. Right? So, so I mean, okay, we don't have to talk about toilets, right? You can talk about, like, you know, you can make... A wet a, bar. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, right? I mean, this, this kind of stuff will lead to, in the ideal situation, in the perfect situation, right, somebody feeling motivated and emboldened enough to really like accomplish something that helps humanity in a significant way. And that's the beauty of video games. Like a drinking straw. And like a drinking straw, yes. A super drinking straw yeah. that's seven feet long. A curly straw. Or whatever. Yeah. Alright, so um we got a couple minutes left. Next next topic. Uh Super Meat Boy is coming out soon. Um That game is hard. Created part, partly by friends of the show friend of the show anyway um danny baranowski was involved and uh molly herself was even involved apparently in the very slightly of super meat boy that's cool special very, thanks very to slightly. molly yes for being here today yes since you're famous and all i appreciate I am. that you're able to come down <laughs> to and I, I don't i don't know edmund personally mcmillan but uh i think he's a cool guy um, so. uh, another question that that penn had sent us was whether or not we we play games like Super Meat Boy or N Plus or Trials HD or Braid. I don't know why he included Braid in there. That are very deep in their hardcore old school genre. Uh, you know, legendary for their difficulty. So, uh, I have yet to play Super Meat Boy, but Corey gushes on about it. Oh yeah, like I, I've played through the first couple of worlds, um, and I, I really enjoy it. And I think the whole point, like the whole reason I enjoy it, is because it's such a well made game um that you just it's not when you die on the level it's it's your fault it's not the game's fault and you just want to keep playing it to improve on it that's also a really good mark of a good game yeah all right well everyone should go pick that up i guess it's on sale or something yeah, at the on, end of the month it's on sale at the end of the month it's five dollars where's it available it's, it's on PC, xbox, xbox live, live psn it's not on a pc yet oh no okay. it's not on the psn just xbox live it'll be out on mac and pc and also the wii next month nice so. all right well everybody go get that we'll be back next week good night guys You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.